Hey everybody, welcome to Money's No Object. I'm your host, Dylan Howell. This is episode number 19 of our new YouTube channel and podcast. And I couldn't be more excited to have you here to uh, listen and watch and uh, learn a little bit more about personal finance and uh, just allow me to get some things off my mind, off my chest that will, uh, will allow you to grow forward uh, in your personal financial life. Today we're going to kind of expound on yesterday's topic, which yesterday was all about what is investing, right? And so today we're really going to dig into how much you should be investing and why it's important to, to have a guideline for how much you should invest because we, without that guideline, we, we don't have any kind of any kind of plan. We don't have any kind of direction as to, as to what we should do in that place. And it's a difficult decision to make. And so we're going to walk through that today. Before we get too far in, though, if you could, uh, if you're on YouTube, go down below, click the subscribe button, like this video, leave me some feedback in the comments. I, I'd be glad to hear what you have to say about the video and the channel and, and all of that you know, put together and, and just you know, what, what the viewers want. And I, I want to um, cater to you guys and, and give you anything that, that you think would, would really uh, bring life to the show uh, more than it has already. Uh, also, if you're on the podcast, if you're listening, thanks for listening there. Uh, if you're not and you want to, you can go to iTunes uh, or Apple Podcasts and Spotify Podcasts, and you can subscribe to the show there. Also, check us out on social media at MNO with Dylan, and check out the website www.mnowithdylan.com. So, if you'll remember back, my guideline in the financial action plan when we get to the point where we're out of debt and we have an emergency fund set is to invest at least 15% of your income. And so you notice I put a percentage of income as the amount that you should invest. And this is very important for several reasons. First of all, it tells you exactly how much you should be investing, which is, which is important. When we set our goals, when we set our, um, our plan up, we need to know exactly what's going to happen. We don't want just a, a little bit here, a little bit there. We want to know exactly what's going to happen. And so when you set a percentage of your income, that is, that is set in stone and, and can't, be, um, can't be taken away by any looming questions or, or, you know, well, what if this happens or what if that happens? You've already made the plan. You've already set it out and it, it's set in stone. And all you have to do is just follow the plan at that point. Another thing it does is it adds simplicity. Uh, if you know that you're going to invest a certain amount of money each month or a certain amount of money annually, then uh, it brings simplicity to your life. You don't have to worry about when you get a raise or when you, uh, when, you, know, you get a bonus or anything like that. You, it's all taken care of because you have a percentage of your income that you need to be investing. And so it, it doesn't matter how much money you make. All that matters is that you take that percentage of your income and you set it aside and you invest it into whatever you're, you're investing your money into, your 401k, your 403b, your IRAs, your brokerage accounts, real estate, whatever. As long as you're investing that percentage, things will work out well in the long term. 
And if you do have a variable income, this approach works really, really well for you because if you're just doing a percentage of your income and you have a huge month, well then you'll invest more. You'll invest proportional to the, the month that you have. Or if you have a, a down month, then you'll invest less because you're gonna invest proportional to the month that you had. And so um, that's really helpful to, to you all. And um, it's also helpful to those who have, have fixed salaries and, and fixed pay because what what they're going to realize is that this is preset wealth building. There are so many millionaires in America today who what they did throughout their working life was they just poured the same percentage of money into a 401k or 403b or some employer sponsored retirement account over time and they didn't look at it and they didn't care necessarily, you know, what the market was doing and they they didn't worry about am i investing too little or too much they they invested the percentage that they had set forth to set and there they are they're they're millionaires and so you, you don't have to worry so much about you know the changes in the market and the changes in your income just set a percentage and it's preset wealth building you will build wealth if you're putting 15 plus percent uh, into your retirement accounts, into your brokerage accounts, into real estate over a long period of time. It's just, it, it's the nature of things. There is not a, a period of time over a 30 or 40 year span that that did not turn into some substantial wealth building. Something you may have noticed about the financial action plan is that I said to invest 50, at least 15% of your income until you paid off your home. Now, this is my guideline for a couple of reasons. And, and I'll kind of lay that out here. So you guys, I, I even laid forward the question in the paying off your home uh, video as to why I'm not investing more and just paying the regular payment on my mortgage. And so let, let's talk about that a little bit. First of all, investing 15% of your income or more than 15% of your income is, it requires you to be in a strong financial place. This is not something you can do if you owe a lot of people a lot of money. Um, so even getting to this point it is a big deal, and, and it's, it's going to make a, a distinct difference in your life. And with only your home to pay off, then you should be able to do this. You, you shouldn't have so much uh, outgo or so many expenses that, that you can't meet this guideline. And so doing this uh, is something that is reasonable while you're still paying off your home. But... We do want our home paid off, and so we and we want it paid off early, and so we're going to add on to the home instead of the investments. And and here's why: the main reason is that once you owe nothing to nobody, once you owe nobody any money, then what you can do is you can invest to the max, and and that's why I have a, a max it out uh, step in the financial action plan. It's because once you don't have any debt and you don't owe anybody money, then you can start just investing like crazy. And and 15%, first of all, is, is a large amount. And so if you're investing above the 15%, I mean, that's gravy money. You're really building wealth at a, at a high rate at that point. So stick to around the 15, be putting extra on the house, and then when you get to the max it out step, like we talked about previously, then you can really ramp it up and really push hard. And there's no reason to be legalistic about this at least 15%. So if you're in a place and, and you end up investing 13% or 17% or 20 or you know, 
anywhere kind of in, in that range, that seven, that 13 to 17% range, don't, don't worry about it. it. It's not that big a deal because anywhere in that range, you're going to build wealth and you're going to do well. I want you to shoot for the 15 because 15% is uh, really regardless of what your income is, it will allow you to build wealth. Uh, but it, I mean, if you're doing 13, if you're doing 17, if you're doing a little more or a little less, I mean, it's not going to kill you, but I would like for you to shoot for at least the 15, uh, really not too much more than the 20, because really, if you're getting above that 20, then you're eating into the extra money you could be putting on your home to pay that off early. And a reason that this might come into play, you might say, well, Dylan, then why, you know, if you can pick a, a percentage then shouldn't you just pick 15 or right, you know, right at 15 or just a little above 15. And yeah, if you can pick a percentage, that's exactly what you should do. But sometimes with these accounts, you have to pick a dollar value. And if you pick a particular dollar value, that's not perfect, then you may be a, a little above or a little below. And, and that's nothing to uh, get tied up about. You, you just try to get it close and things will work out as long as you're putting money in the accounts. So I did run a couple of examples for you guys to show you that no matter what your income is, you can build substantial wealth if you're investing 15% of your income. So let, let's talk about this for, for just one second. So what I have here is individuals who make a $50,000 income and then individuals who make a $100,000 income. And so especially with a $50,000 income, especially if that's supporting a family, that's not a whole lot in a lot of places. Now, $50,000 is, is a good uh, amount of income if you're talking about multiple incomes and and things like that but we're talking about you know one household fifty thousand dollars so the fifteen percent of that is is all that is that is being invested over the the course of the year so fifteen percent would be seventy five hundred dollars over the course of the year and so let's see how that plays out in if you're investing monthly and making different rates of return so if you made eight percent on that money over the course of 30 years and you're investing monthly so you split that 7500 by 12 and that's how much you invest each month then you're going to end up with over $931,000. Now that's no slouch for only making $50,000 and that's assuming that you continue making $50,000 your entire working life. Then let's say with the same income you make a rate of return that is a, a 10% annualized average rate of return and so if that is the case over 30 years, then investing 15% of that 50,000 will leave you with $1.4 million. And so now you're really seeing, oh wow, this is, this is a big deal. This is substantial, right? And then if you were able to make a 12% rate of return over the 30 years, then it's over $2.1 million. Like this, this is a big deal. If you just made $50,000 over the course of your working life and after 30 years of doing so, you have $2.1 million, I'd say you won. I'd say you were, you were a big winner. And so any of these numbers at 8, 10, or 12% rate of return, you won. You did big things with a small income. And so that's why this step is so, so very important. Now let's talk a little bit about uh, if there's a $100,000 income. So let's say both spouses were to work and, and they both made $50,000 or uh, one spouse worked and made 100000 or, or whatever it worked out to be where there was a total household income of $100,000. So again, 8%. And so that they're taking that, that monthly 
uh, amount. So, so 15% of 100,000 is what? $15,000, right? So they're taking that $15,000, dividing it out monthly and uh, investing this monthly over the course of 30 years. And if you make 8% on your money over that 30 year period, you have $1.8 million. So you can immediately see that that extra money invested did a lot of work relative to at the $50,000 income level. Then if you made 10% a year over the 30 years, then you have 2.8 million. So, you know, we're, we're ratcheting up here. And then if you made 12% over the 30 years, that's going to be over $4.3 million. And so I think, I think it's become readily apparent to you guys already. First of all, that it's super easy uh, if you make good financial decisions and if you have good financial habits to become a millionaire, you can definitely do it. But investing 15% of your income will get you there. And that's the point. That's why I, I choose that number because that number will get you to a point where you're either really pushing millionaire status or you're well within it. Okay, so you still might be saying though, Dylan, 15% is a lot. That's a lot of income. And I just want to reiterate you don't owe anybody any money at this point in the financial action plan. And so let's look again at the, the $50,000 of income and how that stretches um, when you're talking about 15% of it. So with a $50,000 income, that is $625 per month that you would be investing. And you think to yourself, $625 a month is a lot of money. Well, let's think about it for a second. The average car payment in America today is right around $500 a month. Well, you don't have a car payment here, so that $500 a month or more or a little less, we can say that went right to that $625. So you can kind of check that off the list. And then let's just say you had a reasonable amount of student loans. Well, $125 a month on a student loan payment is not a huge amount. So we just made up for the amount that you're going to be investing right there by saying if you were somebody with an average car payment and a reasonable student loan amount, then both of those payments added together will increase to the amount that you need to invest. So you have no excuses at this point. That's why I set the plan up this way is because when you get to the point where you need to be investing at least 15%, you have no excuse but to get it done. And I want to step to this idea that, that we've talked about in the past about financial balance, right? So I, I've told you before, this is going to be a huge tenet of this show is to remain financially balanced and setting a percentage that you're going to invest and sticking to that percentage is going to help you to remain financially balanced. Why? Because balance is really all about proportions. It's all about those percentages that you may set. And so setting that investing percentage is going to allow you to stay balanced in the savings portions of giving, saving, and spending. Because with the extra income that you have from paying off all of your debt, I mean, what are you going to do? Are you going to spend it all? Are you going to give it all? Are you going to save it all? I mean, you could choose to do any of those things, but what's going to happen is if you already have, especially in an employer-sponsored retirement account, if you already have a preset percentage that you're going to throw into it, um, monthly or you know every check or whatever when you do that it, it's going to be very very easy to to just 
continue with your income like we talked about earlier when your income increases it will change if you have a down month and you have a variable income it will change and it will keep up with that and keep you in balance. And so just like you might have a percentage on how much you want to give monthly, having this percentage of how much you want to save and invest monthly is a huge deal and will help you to remain that, that balanced individual over a long period of time. And when it comes down to it, what we're doing with this 15% of our income being invested is we are making sure that we can retire with dignity one day. And you might say, well, Dylan, I don't just want to invest for retirement. Maybe I want to retire early. Maybe I want, I get it. I get it. But the average individual is going to retire somewhere in their 50s or 60s. And so we want to make sure that when you get to that point, you have money and you can play the long game well. And so what basically what I'm saying is I don't want you to be reliant on pensions that you were promised. And I don't want you to be reliant on social security payments that may or may not be there. I want you to be self-reliant in this way. I want you to be able to rely on the money that you have built and the money that you have invested over time to sustain you through your retirement years. And in order to do so, we have to invest a certain amount that's going to get us there. And we've already talked about how much we can have given the 15% rule. And so if you're doing that, you don't have anything to worry about, but you have to get to this step. And I, and I want to I want to step over to that for just a second is that you have to get to this step. This is why I talked about when you're getting out of debt and when you're building emergency funds like you cannot go slow. If you're going slow in those steps, what's going to happen is you're just delaying the inevitable step of the 15% and it's going to take you longer to build up to those amounts that I was talking about earlier because those amounts were assuming that you had invested the 15% for 30 years. And so if you know, you're know you in your mid 30s or late 30s, I mean, you need to get on the ball. You need to get to where, hey, I'm, I'm pushing. I'm pushing hard to get to this point, especially if you don't have anything invested for yourself yet anyway. And if you're in your 20s, even more so, because the more years you can have your money compounding and your money growing for you, then the better. You can you can have more money that way and you can maybe retire earlier or retire more comfortably later. So I just want you to get to that point where you can retire with dignity and don't have to worry about all the external variables and the things you can't control because you can control how much money you put in your accounts. So isn't this weird? Isn't it weird to be investing 15% of your income and isn't it weird to be uh, investing for retirement at all? And the easy answer is, of course, yes. Like people are not doing this in droves. This is not something that you're going to uh, see done. If you, like if you were to go poll a uh, hundred people that were in their working age between like you know 25 and 65, how many individuals are putting away at least 15% for retirement? I, my guess is far less than half. So th this is a strange thing to do. It's a weird thing to do. You may look at people around you and go, well, they're not doing it. Why should I? Because we are not in the business of being normal. We're in the business of being weird. We're in the business of building good financial habits. And the, the sad truth is that a lot of people don't have good financial habits. And they're going to try to rely on other sources to get them to where they need to be. But you can, you can take this into your own hands in this way and be investing the amount that you need to invest long term.
And many of those who do invest and do put money in a retirement account don't come anywhere near 15%. And so if they're not coming near the 15%, then their balances are going to be far less than yours long-term. And I can tell you that they are. When you look at most people's retirement account balances, I mean, they're not anywhere close to the million dollar mark. I think, and don't quote me on this, but I read a study that Fidelity had put out about the average 401k um, last year, the average 401k balance last year. And it was somewhere in the mid 100,000s. And I understand that that takes all age ranges into account, but you would think that those people towards the end of their working life would really you know, tip the scales on that average, and they don't. And the reason that they don't is because they don't have that much money in their 401ks. There are a few people that do and a select few that do, and those people are the, are the millionaires and what you know, the author Chris Hogan calls everyday millionaires. So those are the people you want to aspire to be but there's a ton of people who are in employer-sponsored retirement accounts that are just putting in the minimum that they have to put in. They're still just investing up to the match, which is a good place to start, like we talked about, but we can't do that long-term, or they're not investing their money, money well. There, there's all these variables that go into it, but when it comes down to it, those who are putting money in at a consistent rate, at a high rate, 15% of their income or more, then those are the ones that you're going to see with high balances. Those are the ones who are going to win with their money long-term. And what if you say, well, Dylan, I, I know it's a lot of money. I know I can do it, but I'm uncomfortable investing that much. Well, you have to know you can't wait long. There, this is a non-negotiable step. You have to get to this point. And I, I've given you some investment options before because maybe you're uncomfortable with the idea of the stock market, but maybe you are more comfortable with owning your own real estate or uh, other things that may compound your money in a in a safe way and in a way that's going to build you wealth over the long term. So if you want to do that, then, then that's fine. But this needs to be working for you. It needs to be pushing forward for you. And hopefully you're getting as many of the advantages of the uh, tax advantaged accounts like your 401k, like IRAs that, that you can. Um, but even if you're not, even if you're just buying real estate and getting the cash flow off that real estate and pouring it into more real estate, then that's okay because that's going to work out really well for you if you know what you're doing. But the key with all of this is just knowing what you're doing. And just let, let me assure you that you may be uncomfortable with investing, but you're going to be far more uncomfortable in retirement if you don't invest. So let's make sure we do that and make sure we take that step into building a good financial house for ourselves, a good financial life, and, and being financially free long-term. Because I don't know about you, but I don't want to be broke, and I don't want to be um, in, my, in my 70s and having to work. I know some people get to an older age, and they, they still want to work, and, and that's awesome, and, and there's nothing bad about that. But I don't want to be in a place to where I'm forced to work in my older age because I don't have money. I want to be in a place that if I want to work, I can work and continue. But if, if I want to go home and if I want to retire, then I can do that too. Like we've talked about before, money gives you options. And I want to have options. And investing this set percentage, this 15% or more into your retirement accounts, into real estate, into brokerage accounts, into college savings accounts for your kids, is going to get you to a point where you have options financially. 
So yes, generally knowing how much to invest in your accounts is a conundrum, but I'm trying to make it really easy for you guys and build the case for why the 15 plus percent of your income is the amount to go with and it is the way that you should go as far as investing your money for retirement and just for the future in general. And this is not an easy thing to do if you're still in debt and it's not an easy thing to do if you still are owing people money and running a tight budget or don't have the income. But I promise you, if you follow the steps the way that we've talked about, if you do the financial action plan steps up to that point where you are called to invest 15% of your income, then you will get to a place financially where you can do it. And it, and it's, it's not that difficult and it's just redirecting money that you were consuming to money that you're you're owning and growing and that's what we want to do we want to be owners and growers of our money and of course the more time that you have the better the younger you are the younger you can get to this step the better but investing such a substantial portion of your income will build you wealth in some way shape or form over the long run um, just don't be hasty play the long game and keep putting the money in no matter how old you are when you get to this step. Don't try to overdo it. Stick to the plan. So hey guys, thanks for tuning into this episode. I've, I'm really thankful for you guys for watching or listening or whatever you're doing. Uh, don't forget to subscribe, like, and comment if you are on the YouTube channel. Uh, if you're on iTunes or Apple Podcasts or Spotify, then uh, don't forget to subscribe there. If you want to go subscribe there, you can, you can definitely do so and listen to the audio version of this show. Uh, don't forget to follow me at MNO with Dylan on the major social media platforms. You can also check out the financial coaching services that we offer and learn a little bit more about us at www.mnowithdylan.com. So tune in tomorrow as we look at your retirement number and what your retirement number is. And, and we'll talk about what this means and, and how this is going to uh, affect your life and why you need to know your retirement number. Also tune in on Saturday as I post another weekly rewind that'll give you the broad topics, the broad topic clips of the past week. And you can go back and watch some of these videos that you may have missed. And I post one of those every Saturday at 6 a.m. So hey guys, thank you for tuning in to Money's No Object. I am your host, Dylan Howell. God bless.